0: Hey friends, thanks so much for tuning in to the SGT Report podcast. I can't tell you how much we appreciate you and your listenership. May God bless you and your family. So did you know that silver demand will exceed supply again this year? By a large factor. Silver is one of the most useful industrial metals out there. And demand is soaring amidst the green new agenda. Electric cars, solar panels, iPhones, it all requires silver. There will also be future demand in the field of nanotechnology, the food industry, and printed and flexible electronics. You heard that right. Demand will increase by at least 50% by 2030. And there's not enough physical silver today. There's no better time to invest with noble gold than right now. Noble gold investments will walk you through the entire process and will take you no more than five minutes to open a gold or silver IRA. And this month you'll get a three ounce silver American virtue coin with a qualified IRA of 20 grand or higher. You can't go wrong with noble gold investments. Visit noblegoldinvestments.com. God has
1: made it clear. If you vote for the Democrat Party, you are voting for evil. The Democrat Party doesn't stand for freedom. Here's what it stands for, freedom to sin. That's the freedom they believe in. Some people are like, sometimes the left is all about standing up for people's rights. No, only if it involves sinful activity.
0: Hey friends, Sean from SGT Report here. That was journalist Ben Armstrong from The New American. And Ben hits the nail on this head as we cover very important breaking news, Ben really pays it off with that comment. The Democrat Party at this point in human history represents evil, not freedom. They represent nothing more than your freedom to commit sin and reject God. These are the facts. Before we start, just a quick word about our sponsor. Do you hate paying taxes on your crypto gains? Me too. That's why I'm excited about my digital money. There are crypto trading platforms specializing in tax advantaged crypto IRAs. With a traditional crypto IRA, you can defer your taxes until you liquidate. Now imagine investing in Ethereum now at 13 or $1,400, and if predictions of it hitting 50,000 come true, that's almost 49,000 in Ether profits you won't have to pay taxes on. My Digital Money also offers individual accounts for cash trading, so you can have the best of both worlds in one platform. When it comes to your crypto investments, you deserve a company that will respect and secure your money the same way you do. Visit MyDigitalMoney.com and receive a $50 sign-up bonus for qualified accounts. Use promo code MDM50. Terms apply. Go to MyDigitalMoney.com. Hello, Friends of Truth, Patriots, God-fearing Americans, whoever you are, wherever you are, I hope you are finding yourself blessed today in these tumultuous times. I'm back on the line a friend of SGT Report, and a friend of Truth. It's Ben Armstrong. You can find his work over at thenewamerican.com or under that name, The New American on BitChute, Rumble, etc. Ben joins us now. Ben, we have so much to talk about today. Very, very topical, so I'm going to fast-track this interview because some of the things we're talking about today are timely. How are you?
1: Oh, I'm doing great. Thanks for having me back on, Sean. I really appreciate it.
0: Well, it's a pleasure, and uh, when I say topical and timely, I mean really in our face crazy stuff. The CDC panel is to vote today as we're having this conversation on adding the COVID-19 vaccine, the bioweapon to the Vaccines for Children program. You can't make this stuff up. These people are unrelentingly evil. Meanwhile, and we'll get to that in a second, but meanwhile, I wanna start with this. The Real Anthony Fauci, a new film by Jeff Hayes based on a book by Bobby Kennedy. Absolutely fantastic. I want to play the introduction to it right now, because this is what we faced. And I know you just did a review about this film, didn't you?
1: Yes, I I just did on my show. And it, it is. It's a fantastic film.
0: Well, I want to play this because I think it really aptly depicts the collapse of a society or a nation of laws, that this is what happens when a nation of laws turns its back on its founding principles. This is what happens, and Bobby Kennedy really explains it beautifully. Let me do a screen share, and then I want to ask folks just to bear with us for a minute or two as we play the introduction to this film by Jeff Hayes The Real Anthony Fauci, the movie.
2: The very word secrecy is repugnant in a free and open society. The dangers of excessive and unwarranted concealment of pertinent facts, far outweigh the dangers which are cited to justify it. This book is a product of my own struggle to understand how the idealistic institutions our country built to safeguard both public health and democracy suddenly turned against our citizens and our values with such violence. I am a lifelong Democrat whose family has had 80 years of deep engagement with America's public health bureaucracy and long friendships with key federal regulators, including Anthony Fauci, Francis Collins, and Robert Gallo. Members of my family wrote many of the statutes under which these men governed. They nurtured the growth of equitable and effective public health policies and defended that regulatory bulwark against ferocious attacks funded by industry. I built my own alliances with these individuals and their agencies during my years of environmental and public health advocacy. Quite on set. Hammer speed. But I also watched how the industry, supposedly being regulated, used its indentured servants on Capitol Hill and its financial clout to systematically hollow out those agencies beginning in the 1980s, disabling their regulatory function and transforming them into sock puppets with the very industry Congress charged them with regulating. I explore the carefully planned militarization and monetization of medicine it has left American health ailing and our democracy shattered. I chronicle the troubling role of the dangerously concentrated mainstream media. You're really attacking not only Dr. Anthony Fauci, you're attacking science. Big tech robber parents, the military and intelligence communities, and their deep historical alliance with big pharma and the public health agencies disturbing story that unfolds here has never been told and many in power have worked hard to prevent the public from learning it the principal character is anthony fauci
0: all right i'll pause it there i'm going to come back to my guest ben Ben, in my opinion, through these headphones, that mix is just a little hot, but good music. By the way, I've used that particular music in some of my own micro documentaries, but what a beautiful open. In my view, here's the synopsis of what we're up against. When government agencies become wholly captured and corrupted, they don't slow down their graft. They accelerate it. And when the people wake up to this fact and speak out against the corruption and take action, the captured government turns on the very people it's said to represent. That's where we are as we're having this conversation on October 19th, 2022. What say you?
1: Yeah, I, I agree that you're not allowed to go against the deep state. Obviously, we've seen that they've learned with the the mask situation, taught them how many people will actually obey. That was just all a test. I was trying to tell people that at the time uh, with with this movie. Um, it's really good because I know in this day and age, especially younger people, video impacts them much more than just reading a book. I mean, it depends on the person's personality, really. So I'm glad they put it in video form, too. And when I was reviewing this, they do a really good job, but it really exposes Anthony Fauci. And I I always try to pound this on my show to remind people that Dr. Anthony Fauci rose up through the AIDS situation. And how can it be a coincidence? I always ask this question. How can it be a coincidence that the vaccine The COVID-19 vaccine acts like AIDS. It destroys your immune system. And lo and behold, the guy who founded or funded the Wuhan lab, the guy for the creation of COVID-19 is Dr. Fauci. And the guy with the solution of the vaccine is Dr. Fauci. And his expertise is AIDS, which is destroying people's immune systems. That's his expertise. And this vaccine destroys people's immune systems. Now, if you want to believe that's a coincidence, that's fine. I don't believe that's coincidence. It it, it it blows me away. And this documentary really cements that. It really cements the corruption of how he began, the corruption of what he did with the AIDS, how he poisoned people with experimental drugs, basically, um, saying that he was curing AIDS. I remember being a kid. You might remember this, Sean, too, um, when they would show people dying of AIDS in a hospital bed and they always looked like they were shriveling up. They were shriveling up and they look, look like, like somebody was suffering from radiation sickness. Well, now we find out, you know, it was most likely the drugs obviously were doing it to them and not necessarily the HIV virus. This This documentary even goes into the controversy of whether the HIV virus really is the direct cause of AIDS or not. It's It's really interesting stuff on that level, too. I I can't recommend it more.
0: Yeah, I will link it below, guys. You have to watch it and you have to share it because essentially grassroots documentaries like this, well, they only get seen by millions of people if you spread it. And I know people will spread this. Now, in the first chapter of this film, they start with event 201, where the evil powers that ought not be sponsored by the Gates Foundation and Johns Hopkins, and I think the World Economic Forum, Essentially, war gamed exactly what was rolled out on the world's population. So, we know there was forethought. We know that there's malice, and it is most definitely a conspiracy. So, I want you to comment on that. But in addition to that, as I said previously, when wholly captured agencies of government become corrupt, they don't slow down, they accelerate their corruption. And so, now instead of Walensky and these demon rats saying, okay, we're going to back off now because we know that this quote unquote vaccine which is really a bioweapon, is not helpful to children. That's what the actual science says. That's what the numbers tell us. They want to add the COVID-19 vax bioweapon to the Vaccines for Children program, Ben. So comment on that because it just, I'm enraged.
1: Well, this is the most enraging thing. Think about how they want to inject children because they've gone too far, okay? They can't come, come out and say, OK, you guys win. You've proven the vaccine is dangerous. You've proven with science <laughs> and data that people are dying. They've been injured. I mean, if you calculate the VARES data, you will see that I use the factor of 41 that Steve Kirsch has come up with. But you will see if you just do the calculation, because remember, VARES is a sample size. That's not the actual numbers. You calculate it. you got 1.2 million people dead if you times it by 41 i'm rounding but 1.2 million people dead from this vaccine this has injured more people than all vaccines combined so they know it's evil they know it's dangerous and they want to inject your kids then you factor in that kids are not even susceptible to covid 19 and they admitted that they're the ones that told us that right from the beginning the kids don't get sick uh this doesn't doesn't really affect kids and the mass thing remember back to the mass thing the mass thing always proves a lot of things They were telling kids to wear masks in school, not for the children. Remember, it was we got to keep the teachers safe. It's for the teachers. So they're admitting by that, okay, the kids don't even need masks. They don't need protection. That's what they're saying there. They don't need protection from COVID 19. So to inject a child with a COVID 19 vaccine is only to harm them, never to help them, always. And they know that it only can harm, it can never help. So these people, are trying to harm children on purpose, but what's their motive? Do they just want to kill people? Well, some people say they want depopulation, but that's not really what it is. They are protecting the pharmaceutical companies and their friends and their money-making machine because they need protection from lawsuits and they have it right now, but that's only under emergency use. If you wonder why Joe Biden runs around saying, um, That He keeps extending the emergency use, yet he's saying at the same time running around saying the COVID pandemic is over. He said that, but he doesn't end the emergency use uh, protection. He doesn't end that we're under that state of emergency because he's keeping the pharmaceutical companies protected until they get this nailed down. And once they have it nailed down, there are laws on the books that once it's a child vaccine, you can't sue them because they're eventually going to have to pull the emergency protection that they have right now and it won't be an emergency anymore. They, they should have pulled it already, but they can't because these pharmaceutical companies will get sued. So why are they gonna kill children? Money, money is why they're gonna kill children and they know they're gonna kill children. They are going to murder children. It is a guarantee that some children will die. Not all of them, not all of them that get the vaccine will die but it's a guarantee that some will. And it's a guarantee that many of them will be harmed Many of them will get myocarditis. This is a guaranteed fact. We know this will happen, and they're trying to do it. What, what other motive can you come to than then either it's money, which it is, or they're pure evil and they just want to depopulate the world? It could be that too, but I, I think it's the money is their number one motive.
0: Well, here's the thing. We know people are dying. Young people are dying. I continue to play clips from Tim Truth via BitChute where he runs through the list of young people who are dying, which includes a 14-year-old boy who got so sick from this thing that he hung himself. A 14-year-old boy, Ben, this on the back of 15, 16-year-olds dropping dead of heart attacks. So I would ask you, and I'll play a little bit more from this documentary in a second, because as I said, in the first chapter, they go into Event 201, I'll play a little bit of this. They war game that. And one of the commentators at Event 201 literally said, they know that the anti-vax community at large is active and powerful, and that is one of the communities that they're going to need to combat, as they knew they were going to roll out this bioweapon masquerading as a vaccine. Feel free to comment on that while I load this.
1: Well, it's it's frustrating. The event 201 thing people have to remember, and you'll, you'll see it in the clip because I, I reviewed this, that they talk about disinformation. Remember, event 201 happened before COVID-19. Have you... We were never hearing that term. I had never heard that term being used like widely disinformation. They were practicing how to combat truth tellers. And they already had the language figured out by saying disinformation. That's a huge tell. So when you hear this woman say disinformation, remember, they're practicing. How are they going to combat people like me and Sean? They're going to call us people who spread disinformation. I think that's huge because everyone knows you, you never really even heard that term until after all this crap has been pulled.
0: I think in a major, major way, you're right. Like when it became part of the public zeitgeist, these terms, misinformation and disinformation, that's true. But remember, running up to the 2020 election, when they terminated dozens and dozens of channels, including mine off of YouTube without cause or warning, that was October 15th, 2020. And they cited QAnon, misinfo and disinfo. Now, I wasn't a big QAnon channel, but I did report on some of those drops and I got labeled by Media Matters for America as a QAnon channel. And Media Matters for America demanded that YouTube terminate channels like mine. And they did. So they terminated. And we know an X-22 and Red Pill 78 and Sarah Westall and SGT report without cause or warning. And we're suing them for doing so. So misinformation, disinformation, this has been part of their narrative for a while now, because they're the liars. They are the liars and the spreaders of misinformation and disinformation.
1: Absolutely. But you're talking about 2020 after COVID-19 was released and then it was out there and people because I was out there Right at the beginning, saying this is not going to be some massive pandemic. It's like a flu virus. It's going to kill people like in the percentage of the flu. They had to drive up the numbers by faking this with the hospitals, putting people on red and desivere, because I was right. It was going to be like that. And then I started hearing that this is like misinformation when the mask thing was happening and they were telling people to mask. And I was telling everybody that masks don't work. Yeah, I started hearing disinformation, misinformation. But I'm saying I, I never really heard that. Before then, like when Trump was running for election and we were showing the lies about Russia collusion, they weren't calling us proving that Russia collusion was wrong. I don't remember them calling it disinformation or misinformation. This came about, it seems, after event 201. That's all I'm pointing out.
0: Yeah, I think you're right. It's really when they mainstreamed it. And uh, we'll watch the beginning of this film, because, again, I think event 201, if you want to know who the collaborators are, if you want to know where the conspiracy began and who's part of the conspiracy, well, you have to look at these people and you have to listen to the words they're saying. Listen to this.
2: Today I will be your Master of Ceremonies for Event 201. Today's scenario is going to simulate meetings of a multi-stakeholder group called the Pandemic Emergency Board. This board has been urgently convened by the
0: World Economic Forum.
2: In October of 2019, you have a tabletop simulation that is sponsored by the funders, the Gates Foundation, the World Economic Forum. Johns Hopkins School for Security, which is funded by NIH and Gates. The major hosts include not only Gates, but also Avril Haines, who's the former deputy director of the CIA. So what is the CIA doing hosting a, a simulation on public health? The CIA is not a public health agency. It is. An intelligence agency, it does not do public health. The line between disinformation and misinformation is not always an easy one to find. Mm. We shouldn't be trying to um, control communication, but rather flood the zone. Right? Certainly, seen the value of communicating constantly on these issues, so as to continue to to deal
0: with uh, you know sort of the vacuum that can be created in this circumstance. All of the disinformation that will be put out, it's going to be important to actually have a response to those questions. There are also uh, intelligence sources identifying multiple foreign disinformation campaigns. Governments need to be willing to do things that are out of their historical perspective. or <laughs> For the most part, it's it's really a, a war footing that we need to be on. It can
2: happen quickly. A Marshall type plan, uh, you know, I don't mean to say that exactly, but a Marshall plan, mm-hmm. that can go into effect, uh, can stimulate a change very quickly.
1: The distrust relates to the health system mm-hmm. more generally. A step up from the part of the governments on enforcement actions against fake news.
2: I think a couple of things we have to consider are even before this began, the anti-vaccine movement was very strong. And this is something specifically through social media that has spread. So as we move forward, obviously, trust in pharmaceuticals and government is very important at this moment.
0: So this thing happened six weeks before they announced the COVID boogeyman virus globally. Right. I didn't realize that the CIA's Avril Hames was there talking about needing to stem the tide of misinformation and disinformation. Just several weeks after event 201, my channel on YouTube got terminated. I look at the government colluding with YouTube to do that. And I see people like Adam Schiff and Nancy Pelosi. These people are named in our lawsuit as demanding that YouTube terminate our channels. But guess what? It goes much higher than that, doesn't it? It goes straight to the freaking CIA. I didn't know the CIA was involved in Event 201.
1: Yeah, I think uh, Bobby Kennedy even talks about how, yeah, they when is the CIA involved in these kind of things? Uh, the, the, there's no reason for them to be there. Uh, this is clearly the deep state um, testing what they could do that they're running through a scenario. And here, I don't think they were planning. I've always believed they weren't planning on releasing COVID-19 right after this practice event. It turned out to be their final practice event, but I think they sped it up because Trump scared the crap out of them and they knew they were coming into the election year. And they're like, we cannot afford to risk Trump being in office again, we got to do everything we can. I think they were planning on doing this a few years later. And in fact, I think they had that spars, which was uh, another thing where they were practicing and spars was set in the year 2025. I think that's what they were thinking is 2025. But then once Trump was there and, and they knew Trump was destroying the, everything they had built in America to make America become part of the globalist society he was making, America great again, which is the opposite of what they want. So I think they just said, we've got this plan. We could actually do it right now. We can't wait. We can't risk it with Trump. And I think it sped them up. And so they got sped up and then they did it. And I, 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 I get frustrated with that Trump was so wonderful, but at the same time, Trump went along with a lot of this stuff. And people used to think I was a giant Trump slappy because I love Trump and I still do. I think he's fantastic. But when this all started to occur, I started arguing with Trump saying, what are you doing, Trump? Why are you allowing states to shut down? You should be suing these states that are shutting the economies down. You shouldn't be saying, well, states can do what they can. They're violating our constitutional rights. You shouldn't be OK with this stuff. And, and then people started to see, oh, see, I'm not a Trump slappy. I have core values. And Trump started to go away. He drifted and he got tricked. I think Trump is a little bit of a germaphobe. And I think that's why it worked on him because like nothing could trick him. They, they did all sorts of stuff. They tried to get him to attack Iran, if you remember. And I think that was our CIA trying to make it look like Iran shot down our drone. I don't even think Iran shot that drone down. I think we fake that trying to and they were trying to get Trump to attack Iran. Um, but anyways. The, it worked on Trump because I think Trump's a little bit of a germaphobe and he was worried about it. But now I'm frustrated that Trump has to see the truth now and now his pride isn't in the way and Trump won't condemn the vaccines still to this day, which is frustrating because I know he's a good guy. I know they tricked him and his pride. He doesn't want to come out and say they tricked me, guys. They got me. Uh, I didn't know they were going to do this. I wanted to fast track a vaccine because I wanted to help people. I didn't think they'd fast track a poison vaccine. That's all he has to do and say. But he's got to swallow some pride. And that's going to be really hard for Trump to do. He does not swallow his pride very well. So, well,
0: as we round out this part of the conversation, I do want to point something out. It can be a bit of a thought experiment. So you tell me what you think. Yeah, what I'm about to say here. So the East India Trading Company, the House of Rothschild, the British Empire, let's just think about who really controls this world. As I find out or am reminded in that clip that the pandemic emergency board was assembled by the World Economic Forum, which is exactly what was said in that clip. The World Economic Forum is Klaus Schwab, this is Rothschild. This is another front company or a front group for Rothschild, House of Rothschild, uh, East India Company. So the World Economic Forum, assembled this panel, this Pandemic Emergency Board, which included the CIA. So in my view, it is now beyond dispute that the House of Rothschild and the people that really control this world, the international bankers, this has been documented by others, by Jay Dyer. They own essentially all of these intelligence agencies. They really do. They control MI6, MI5 and the CIA. That's my view. I I don't.
1: I understand. Yeah. I mean, obviously the Chinese were at, at the event 2012, some some people representing the Chinese government, I believe, if I'm remembering correctly, um, but I don't know specifically who I can't remember, um, but I never really look at the the final leader boogeyman person that's controlling it all because I come from a Christianity point of view that this is spiritual more than anything else and that the real controller is Satan. And these people all fall in line. So it looks like a really awesome orchestrated thing. And it is, they do orchestrate, they do plot. But the reason why it really all comes together is because Satan has demonic influence. And I don't know how it all works. I'm not saying I do, but I believe it exists. And so you still need the masses to go along with it too. You still need people to 95% obey and wear the masks. How does that happen? I know that they use their media. I know that they're they're colluding, but man, it is more spiritual than people realize. And so the real mastermind is Satan. And he's if, if you're not founded in Christianity, this is my belief. I know not everyone will, will agree with me on this, but if you're not founded in Christianity, you're going to do the will of your father. And your father is Satan if it's not Jesus Christ. Whether you know it or not, I believe that. And so these people start to get in their head why would they want to do this why why do they go down this road why do they crave this power why do they do these things for money why do they want depopulation of the earth why do they believe in the lie that carbon dioxide is warming the earth which is a flat-out lie i can debunk that in two seconds too if you want but i won't go down there but um but why do they believe these flat-out lies and some of them really believe it they're all just doing for a final agenda to to raise up the global government. But why is the global government to come about? The Bible tells me the global government comes about for the rise of the Antichrist. That's the purpose of it. It isn't for their their purpose. The American globalists are gonna get wiped off the face of the earth. The American globalists are gonna get killed. They're not gonna be part of it. They're a bunch of morons. They're the stupidest globalists of all. They're going to destroy their own country. They're so stupid. And and I look at that and say, well, how, how can they not know they're going to their own destruction? Washington, D.C. is probably going to be wiped off the face of the earth. They're pushing for a nuclear war right now. They're going to die. And they're so dumb, they still push it. So you really have to step back and say, well, then what really is going on here? It's supernatural and God is allowing it. And it's, it's a supernatural thing. So I don't, I understand where you're going because it's true. And the big money players and they're doing this. But I try to get to their deep, fully core motivation. What makes them want to do these things. And that that's Satan's agenda. That's what I think.
0: Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And I have a Bible passage that I wanted to share with you during this interview. And now's the perfect time. This is the perfect segue because these people have been deceived. They love the father of lies. And so this Bible verse, I've really been thinking about a lot. It keeps popping in my head because of things going on in my life, because of the deplatforming that continues to happen as it pertains to the world at large who is not on the side of God, this Bible verse really resonates with me. John chapter 15, verse 17. If you belonged to the world, it would love you as its own. As it is, you do not belong to the world, but I have chosen you out of the world. This is why the world hates you. I've really, really spent a lot of time thinking about this Bible verse lately because, and I'm coming back to you, Ben, and I know a lot of people listening, especially Christians, wholeheartedly agree. The world has gone mad, at least the American side of the world. This this country run by Democrats has gone mad. It's upside down world, and so citing one additional example that supports that Bible verse I just shared, Scott Jensen is running for governor in Minnesota. He's running against Democrat Tim Waltz. and the hit pieces, the commercials, uh, being played far and wide against Scott Jensen say he wants to end a woman's right to health care, meaning abortion. Scott Jensen, they say, is too extreme for Minnesota. I was thinking about that today as it pertains to the world and God and Christians and Jesus and babies. You know, it's too extreme in my view, Ben. Yeah. Drilling a hole into a baby's head and sucking its brains out and selling the organs to the highest bidder. That's too extreme for me. But I'm not of this world. So there you go.
1: No, thank you for that, Sean. That is awesome. And that I I always I I always was frustrated when I was younger, when I was a teenager and the Republican Party said they were pro-life and then they wouldn't say what you just said. They wouldn't when they're running for office, they wouldn't say what you said. And I was like, they don't really believe what I believe, clearly. And a lot of them were fakers. And the ones that do believe what I believe are too wimpy. You can win on that issue every single time. They're baby killers. They murder babies. But I always use this as a point to show people when you think these are conspiracy theories that they want to depopulate the earth, remember who you're dealing with. You're dealing with people that say murdering a baby is cool. Those are the people you're dealing with. And when you understand you're dealing with that type of person, people who right now are out openly sexualizing children through the gay and lesbian and all that crap movement, the transsexual stuff—they're—they're they're showing that they support pedophilia and grooming kids. That's who you're dealing with. They're—they're they're so far fallen. They need Jesus. That's what they need. But we're not seeing that. And you know. When the Supreme Court basically struck down Roe versus Wade, I was curious because when I was younger, I used to think if only God would let us get rid of abortion in America, maybe he would start blessing us. But everything was going in the wrong direction in America. And then the Supreme Court strikes down Roe versus Wade. And I was confused because I I look at this from a godly perspective. I'm thinking, what are you doing, God? I've been waiting for that my whole life. And you, you, you struck down Roe versus Wade, and it only took a day. And then a day later, I talked to my wife, and I was saying, I think I understand what's happening here. This is not a victory for us. I've been waiting for this victory forever, but Roe versus Wade being struck down is not what we think. It's not that we're going to have ultimate victory over abortion, which we already know it gives it back to the states. God's allowing this to happen because he's going to force the American politicians to vote on abortion to prove to us they're baby killers so that they can't say, oh, it was just a Supreme Court ruling. They can't stand before God and say, well, God, I, I wasn't really for abortion. I, I it, The Supreme Court just made it legal. God removed that and is making them, and now they're running on it. They're running on murdering babies. That is God revealing, he's making them reveal how wicked and evil they are so that he can strike America down. God never strikes countries down before he reveals their sins. And I said, oh, it's more of a revealing of sin. Roe versus Wade was not a win. And I mean, it is a win, but at the same time, it's not. When you look at it from a godly perspective and you see what the consequences are going to be, it is God removing that so that everyone can see how wicked these people are. And it's pretty scary because that means America doesn't have much longer to go.
0: Hey, friends, thanks so much for tuning in to the SGT Report podcast. This is a good time for a quick break. Were you aware of the fact that silver prices are low due to paper manipulation by bankers? Yeah, it's true, but guess what? I just did an interview with David Jensen, and Jensen believes the Fed just triggered a terminal run on the silver market because of their printing. We should see a huge demand in coming months for physical silver. It's a perfect time to get your silver IRA started. And this month, you'll get an incredible free three-ounce silver American Virtue coin with a qualified IRA of $20,000 or higher. Call the team right now at 877-646-5347 or just visit noblegoldinvestments.com. Well, the other thing that occurs to me is that the entire world has been centralized because of the central banks and because of the power sources that control pretty much all of the real assets in the world. So the world's been centralized, because if you imagine the society they want to send us back to under agenda 2030, we're talking a 17th century serf. they've centralized everything. So now we're all beholden to these agencies we can't even see. I mean, I don't see the IRS or the FDA or the CDC on a daily basis. I don't talk to these people, but they control so much of our lives based on their decisions, which really is a segue to something we've already discussed here, but it's absolutely disgusting. CDC panel to vote on adding COVID vaccine to Vaccines for Children program. So they're very blatant about their evil and they don't care who knows it. And I guess they think because they're friends with Klaus Schwab and Bill Gates and the Rothschilds, everything will be a-okay. They can be unrelenting in their evil and fast track a bioweapon masquerading as a vaccine and then try to convince parents that if you want your kids to go to school, it's mandatory, which it's not. People need to learn about these childhood vaccines. Opt out. It's, it's your last chance, folks. Opt out of the evil. Ben, at the end of the day, that's all we can do because the evil is unrelenting.
1: Yeah. And if they pass this for the child thing, it, it, will, it will move to the states. So you could live in a state where they don't mandate your child to go to, to have the vaccine, to go to school. But most states, you know, we, we've already seen it. They just all blindly follow. So it is going to take the individual parent to stand up. But here, here's the problem. I always go, the math thing showed me so much. I always go back and I say, how many people are willing to actually take a stand? And, he, and I really sum it up. It's this simple. If you couldn't stand up to the Walmart greeter, and not wear your mask while walking into Walmart, which I did. But I saw people couldn't stand up to the Walmart greeter. <laughs> you can't stand up to the Walmart greeter. You ain't going to stand up to the government. That's funny. You're not going to stand up in your state government. You're not going to barely stand up to the school boards. You're not going to stand up. So how many people really stood up when push came to shove, when their jobs were actually threatened? 5%. I always said if you have 20 to 30%, they can't win 20 to 30%. They can't win. That's too much. And the sheep, because we know a lot of people act like sheep, the sheep will follow that strong 20 to 30% because that's a strong. So you got to keep it at that. If you get down to 5%, the 5% will stand no matter what. But if 95% are against us, we don't win. And the mass things made me think wow, I don't know if there's enough people. Now, maybe they've learned. Maybe. We, the few 5% that went into Walmart, which wasn't that hard to do. I mean, yeah, sometimes they confront you. I got kicked out of Menards four times. You think, why did you keep going back? Well, they had something that the Home Depot didn't because Home Depot wasn't making me wear a mask. So I always went there, but then I couldn't find something. And I would go in. I say, oh, well, it's another opportunity to walk in without a mask. <laughs> and, and seriously, another opportunity to be a leader, to show people. And I said, if we can just get 10 to 15 and then we'll get to 20%, the thing will start to collapse. And it was, it was starting to collapse where I lived. And then the vaccine came out, and that really made it collapse because people were like, Well, if I get the vaccine, you're not going to make me wear a mask. So that was a good thing in that aspect. But we never fully defeated the mask thing without the, the vaccine coming in and getting people to say, well, I got the vaccine, so now I don't need the mask. So it did worry me a little bit. So I, I don't see ultimate victory in America. I don't. I, I'm a truth teller. I know you don't want to hear that. I know people don't want to. They want their ears tickled. They want to hear. After this is all done, we're going to take control. We're going to get the deep state defund it. And we're going to fire all these useless agencies and and just destroy them so that they don't even need to exist. We don't even need a a half of these agencies. Why is there a federal board of education agency? You don't need that. Education is localized. So we could get rid of all that stuff, but it's not going to happen because we've been we we tried that with Trump. That's what Trump was. Trump was we're going to go in and clean that stuff out in D.C. and we're going to clean D.C. out. The only way you can save America, the only way is the way the founding father set it up, and that's by the states. The states have the power, not the federal government. If the states stand up and say conservative states say the FBI cannot function in my state anymore, I will not allow the FBI to operate because the FBI needs permission to operate in these states. You can just a governor can do this tomorrow. I've I've done shows begging governors and sent it to the Republican governors. Kick the FBI out after they raided Trump's mansion. I said, kick them out. Say they can't operate. Don't let the IRS come in and went with these 78,000 new agents and harass your citizens. Protect your citizens. Stand up and say, our state will not allow an out-of-control federal government to harass our citizens. That's what you're supposed to do. That's what the founding fathers. And unless the states stand up, if we see that, America could be saved, possibly. If we don't see that, if we keep seeing vote and take over Congress and then we'll we'll clean DC from the inside out, we will never clean DC from the inside out. We have to stop the power they have over the states. The states can say you no longer have power and they no longer do. And it's all legal, but I'm not seeing that. So I keep seeing we keep being distracted of well, the key is the midterms, the key is taking the house. No. The key is the state saying the federal government no longer has this power over my
0: state. Couldn't agree more. You and I are really on the same page on so many of these issues, but it's because we use common sense. The enemy is bombastic. The enemy hates common sense. So they sell people open borders. They sell people higher taxes. They sell people abortion and the dummies buy it, at least those that are spiritually dead in my view. All right, so one of the good pieces of news here is that I agree with you about states' rights. And I think Soros has said, The most difficult nation that he's ever tried to overthrow, and by the way, he's been kicked out of his own homeland nation, he's been kicked out of Russia, he said the hardest nation to overthrow is the United States, because of the way the founders set it up, because we have 50 states, and this criminal federal government derives its power from the consent of the governed in 50 states, so you're absolutely right. So this last bit of news I'm about to share is technically bad news. Yes. And I don't want people to think that this is a show about bad news. This is a pragmatic show about the truth, the real news. This is what's happening. So before I share this, let's look at Ephesians six twelve. We read it a lot for we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, like George Soros and spiritual wickedness in high places. So the good news is that amongst all this bad news, apocalypse is real if the apocalypse means the great unveiling we can now see these people for who they are for what they believe and how evil they are if we can name them then that's great news because they used to get away with this stuff for decades and decades and decades and nobody could name rothschild nobody could name soros nobody could name klaus schwab nobody really would name bill gates i mean he's a microsoft ceo computer guy but now he's really infused in all of this evil he's one of the players So I think that's the good news here. As I share this last piece of information, which is bad news, the good news is people are waking up and we can now see the enemy. And the only way to defeat an enemy is to be able to identify them. Do you agree with that before I share this, Ben?
1: 100 percent. Look, we win in the end, but the Bible doesn't sugarcoat things. Before our victory, God allows us to get stomped. That's, That's the fact. He says it. Uh, the antichrist wages war with the saints and overpowers them so remember god always wants people to rely on him so if you say why would he allow this because we're so stubborn we're a generation where we we don't rely especially rich in america we don't rely on god for everything like we should god wants to be like a father figure to you, and he wants to provide for you, but he wants you to trust him and know that he's good and that he's loving. And if we're not relying on him and we go off on our own, we get stomped. And uh, the, the church is going to have a falling away. A lot of people think that in the end time, there is a revival. And I always try to say, Where do you see the revival in the book of Revelation? There's no revival. It specifically says the church falls away, it says that the antichrist overpowers the saints uh the the antichrist starts winning so i know where they get it from they think the revival is is when they a whole bunch of saints appear in heaven and it says where do they come from these are those who come out of the tribulation is what it's saying those are people who are being killed in the tribulation that's not that's not a revival but people think that that's a revival oh that that's the you know that means Millions and millions of people are getting saved. Now, people will get saved. People will turn to Christ. I'm not saying there won't be, but it will be on a small scale. And we have to realize that God God is waging a war for people's souls. And when you look at all this stuff is about you getting right with God. And so if, if 5 million people get saved during all of this crap in America, which is not the majority of America. America has hundreds of millions of people, but if 5 million get saved because of what has happened, that's a big victory. God, that's their soul going to heaven forever and ever. They will be with their Lord. That's what God is doing. And so there's going to be bad stuff and bad stuff's going to happen, but all things work together for good when you are in with God, when you are one of God's child, all things because death can't sting you. Death is a reward. If they kill you, you just got promoted. There's no sting. There's no, if you but some people don't really believe this. They don't really live that way. Their life doesn't reflect that. But if your life were to reflect, hey, they can't do anything to me. They can't take God away from me. If they kill me, they promote me. They they lose. All things don't work together for good for those who are outside of Christ. For those who are outside of Christ, they are going to hell, and they're going to damnation and destruction, and it's not going to work out good for them. And and someone like a George Soros seems to live forever and ever and ever. And I, I see Christians always get mad. You know, why do these evil people live so long? Well, if you look biblically, it's it's it, the reason why God does this is he allows evil people to live really long lives, not every evil person, but some really long lives. And the reason why is he says, so they can build up their cup of wrath. That's what he says. He's extending George Soros' life so that he can punish him harder. Really sink this in. This also takes the vengeance away from my heart because I get really angry. I want vengeance. And then I remind myself, vengeance is the Lord's. And this helps me take the vengeance that is in my heart away. And no, no, vengeance of the Lord. George Soros is living longer. George Soros, it would be better for George Soros to have died 20 years ago. Christians need to understand this. It would have been better for George Soros to have died 20 years ago because, and he still would have had a cup of wrath, but his wrath is getting higher and higher and God keeps extending his life so that he can smack him down even more because he's that wicked. He's that evil. Do you know how scary that is? To fall in the hand of a God who wants to bring wrath on you and says, I'm so angry with you, I'm going to make you live extra long so I can hammer you even harder.
0: That's an interesting point and uh, perspective on it, because I think about people like Soros a lot, you know, to have your heart be so black. I've said a million times on this broadcast, if the world were controlled by benevolent people, benevolent dictators, because that's essentially what these people are. They're essentially dictators. If it were run by benevolent people, the world would be in Eden. There's plenty of resources. There's plenty of plenty. This is all artificial scarcity, and it's all done by evil people. And I can't imagine having a heart as dark and evil as George Soros. It's really puzzling. Does he not think that he's going to die? And does he not ask himself, what happens when I die? Maybe he's an atheist, or maybe he is a hardcore Luciferian, and he wants to go to hell and party with Satan. I don't know, but it's madness. He's
1: publicly said he's an atheist. He's, I, he said that on his interview with 60 Minutes years ago when he admitted that he worked with the Nazis. He's a Nazi. He admitted being a Nazi and then he didn't regret it. Uh, and, and he yes, he admitted he was an atheist. So yes, he doesn't think there's any kind. Con- his belief is survival of the fittest. So God's let his mind and he thinks he's super smart and he's super rich. So in his mind, he's proven he's smarter and better than everybody else. So he's in the mindset of, He's trapped. God has allowed him to accumulate wealth so his heart will be so hard he'll never come to repentance. Never. Because he thinks he's proven I'm right. It's survival of the fittest. Um, You're a sucker if you don't take advantage of people. You're a sucker. Who says murder is wrong? What? Some other person says murder is wrong. If you don't believe in God, then it's just some other person saying it. When you study the wild, uh, a, a, a lion will Kill another lion for food if it has to. It will steal it and make that other lion starve to death. It's survival of the fittest. That's who George Soros is. He thinks this is a jungle. And if if you're not taking from other people, if you're not surviving and taking advantage, there's no consequence after your life. You better live life to the fullest because you go into nothingness. And that's his mentality.
0: Yeah, but check this out. I don't know for sure that he's an atheist just because he says that, because there are people whistleblowers, people who have been, people who have survived satanic ritual abuse as children, people like, I believe her name is Fiona Barrett and others, who have pointed the finger at people like George Bush Sr. and George Soros as having been at these places where these heinous, horrible, hellish things happen to children. And the point I want to make is I believe Soros runs in those circles, whether he says he's an atheist or not. He parties with Luciferians. He does despicable things. It has been reported. It has been yeah, alleged.
1: And that would be hypocritical. No one is really an it's very rare that you'd run across a real atheist. Uh, so to your point, I think most atheists aren't atheists. They'll they'll say they are. So here here's the here's how I know, because this isn't always true. I've met one or two atheists that this is not true about. I think they were truly true atheists. They didn't. It's their hatred for the Bible, the hatred for Christianity. And an atheist, I would say, how can you hate something you don't think exists or is just fantasy? Like, I don't hate a movie that has a fake God in it, and it's just all pretend in the movie, or someone on the street that says they believe, and they just make up some random God. And, and even if they have a ton of followers, I still don't hate them. You'd be like, that's so stupid. Whatever. Go live your life. Just leave me alone. But they, they focus a lot of atheists on Christianity. They're always battling against Christianity. They know who the real God is. Because if you know which God to hate, then you know which God is real. Because they don't hate the other gods either. That's what's so interesting. They only hate the Christian God, proving they do know who the real God is. They don't like Something happened in their life, a tragedy happened, pain, suffering of some sort that they blame God. And then they said, I'm not, they think they're hurting God. I'm not going to believe in you then because of their pain. Well, then I'm not going to believe in you. And they think that that hurts God. And God's like, that doesn't hurt me. I still believe in you. I'm still going to reach out to you. Stop throwing your little temp- temper tantrum. Because a lot of times I think an atheist is a, someone who's throwing a temper tantrum.
0: Towards not God. at this level, though. Not now with George Soros. I think George Soros is well, he might be committed safe, to the evil. I think so, too. And one other point I want to make before I share this last news item is that when J.P. Morgan died, it was revealed that a large proprietor of his wealth and power came from the house of Rothschild. And I think the same is true with Soros. So if you imagine I did a video about this called Rothschild Trillions Quantified, very easy to do based on their stated wealth in the early and mid 1800s just based on compound interest, 6 7%. And we know they've done far better than that because they manipulate markets. We're talking trillions of dollars. So what better than to be a trillionaire who worships Satan and wants to bring in a new world order and a one world antichrist and bring in the antichrist than to have people like Soros worth billions do your bidding. So he's the front facing public guy, Soros. He's worth billions. Meanwhile, the people who are probably behind him are worth trillions. And what they really want is to usher in their antichrist. So feel free to comment on that. But I want to share this last piece of information here. Go ahead.
1: Well, you could go into the conspiracy theory that that's one of the reasons for the vaccine is the experiment on humanity, because they're trying to figure out a way to get eternal life outside of God, away from what God says, the way from what the Bible says. And so they're Luciferian. They're trying to get victory. If they If they worship at Satan, then they, for some reason, think that Satan can win and they think they can defeat God. Uh, and, and part of the, um, transhumanism is about that too. It's, it's, there was a movie ready player one, which really showed this ready player. One shows kind of what they think. They think that they can inject themselves at the end of the movie, the creator of the whole giant video game has injected himself. He's dead, but he's not really dead. He's in the computer. He's alive and he's not part of the computer programming, it's his consciousness is in, and they really believe they can do this. And so, yeah, the, I, I agree with you. It, it's very complex. It's, you, it's hard to pinpoint. And not every single person that is playing these global games are coming from the same perspective, which really proves it's satanic. So I'm saying. The real mastermind has to be Satan for it to all come together because Soros might be thinking one way, Somebody else that's working with him might be totally different perspective on spirit, spirituality, end time stuff. And yet they still end up working together in an anti-Christian way, a satanic way to bring in the satanic one world government. So it, it's really complex. But God's got all that handled. We don't really have to worry about it.
0: Yeah. Uh, You mentioned Ready Player One being plugged into the Matrix, etc. We know that that's what the metaverse goal is with Mark Zuckerberg. And uh, my wife and I went and saw a movie last night called Don't Worry Darling. It's this new Olivia Wilde film starring Chris Pine and uh, Harry Styles. And people might remember that uh, incident where it said that Harry Styles spit in the lap of Chris Pine at this event. I said that was a ritual, um, a humiliation ritual for Chris Pine, who... Lately, has been dressing um, quite feminine in many pictures. Uh, He played Captain Kirk at one point, so a real man's man. Now he's really starting to be feminine. I think that was all part of a humiliation ritual. But uh, the name of the movie is Don't Worry, Darling. And the payoff to that movie, although it's not a very great movie, although visually stunning uh, and well acted, the payoff isn't very satisfying. And essentially, the payoff is this poor woman has been plugged into essentially the Matrix by her husband. She didn't know it. Uh, I don't know if I'd recommend seeing the movie. It really does not have a very good payoff. But uh, essentially, the same thing, I think, is ready player one. So here's the last bit of bad news. And it really is bad news. So Igor Dechenko has been found not guilty by a corrupt jury, either in Washington, D.C., or Virginia. I think Virginia. Um But the point is, is that he was in the pocket of the FBI or should I say the FBI hired him and handled him and knew he was lying, didn't care, and still in this world, Where we all cry for justice, we get precious little justice because Igor gets off because this corrupt jury does not care about truth and honor in the Constitution and the people of the country. So, as I said earlier, when government agencies become wholly captured and corrupted, they don't slow down their corruption and self-correct. They accelerate it. Is there a better example than the FBI?
1: Yeah, you're 100 percent on target. It's worse than that. What this proves is people... Are wanting the corruption in the government because when juries and I know D.C. is like ninety percent vote for the Democrat Party, so th- this would be vindicating Donald Trump. So it shows the corruption. There's no doubt in my mind. That's the only reason why he's getting off is because they don't want to vindicate Donald Trump. They know it. They know this is all guilt. They they've known it was a lie. They know they're liars. They know that CNN lies. How many times do we have to? catch them in lies they knew the russian collusion thing was a bunch of crap every democrat knew that they know they stole the election in in 2020 they know that democrats know it more than republicans the people that doubt it what i run into is republicans like rhino republicans are the ones that like doubt the election was stolen liberals don't doubt the election was stolen they double down and say yeah we're we're gonna do more more voter mail in we're gonna do more we're gonna get more illegals to vote Because they know that's how they steal. They're telling you, yeah, we know. We know we stole the election. So these people, America is full of a lot of bad people is what it's showing. The people that support the Democrat Party, it is so clear. God has made it clear. If you vote for the Democrat Party, you are voting for evil. The Democrat Party doesn't stand for freedom. Here's what it stands for, freedom to sin. That's the freedom they believe in. Some people are like, Sometimes the left is all about standing up for people's rights. No, only if it involves sinful activity. They will always defend simple, simple activity and try to use our laws to say, see, we have the freedom to sin. Anything else, if it's good, no, they're totalitarian. They don't believe in freedom. They don't believe in free speech. They don't believe in any. Of that. If they say they believe in free speech, it's only for pornography because it's sinful. You see, they only believe in the freedom to sin. So if you vote for the Democrat Party, you are voting for killing babies, pornography, homosexual movement to overwhelm the whole world. Again, homosexuality is a sin. That's why they're for it. They're for all the sinful activity and you're saying I'm for it too. I stand for sin when I vote for the Democrat Party. Anyone who votes for the Democrat Party should know that. It should be easily seen. You should see it clearly. The only ones who are voting for freedom are the Trump movement. I can't even say the Republican Party because a bunch of them vote for sin too, and they're they're a bunch of fakes. The Trump movement was finally a real political movement that actually wanted to save America. Other than that, we're toast. And, And the Democrat Party is moved into pure evil. And you I don't like people trying to pretend like they don't know what they're voting for. They know what they're voting for, they know they like to pretend to be dumb so that they can act like they're innocent. It's like a two-year-old. I always say this, Democrats that vote for the Democrat party are like two-year-olds. They're the ones where you, you confront them with the truth when they've stolen the cookie and the two-year-old has chocolate all over the face of, why, I told you not to eat the cookie, why'd you eat the cookie? I don't know, I didn't know. I didn't know that I was not supposed to do that. I didn't know that that was, I didn't know. No, they knew the whole time. They didn't care. They wanted to do it. And that's the Democrat Party. I didn't know that they were lying about Trump. I didn't know they lied about the vaccine. I don't know that they're lying to me every second on CNN. Yes, you do. You don't care because what CNN does is confirm your sinful desires. They say, we're cool with your sin. The other side isn't cool with your sinful activity. Vote for us because we'll always say your sin is good. The other side will not say your sin is good. And that's why they vote for the Democrat Party.
0: I think that's really beautifully said. Freedom to sin, that is absolutely what they represent. And it reminds me of Tom DeLay's warning years ago. I think it was 2016 warning about a memo coming out of, believe it or not, I think it was the Department of Justice saying they want to fast track 12 perversions, including bestiality and sex with children. So the freedom to sin, 100%, that might be the title of this video, brilliantly said. All right, last thing, I was gonna wrap it up there, but you know, as it pertains to Igor Dinchenko walking free, I'd want to remind people that In this two-tiered justice system, Dr. Simone Gold had her home raided by the FBI, and I believe she did time 30 days or more in federal prison for finding herself at the state capitol on January 6th. Meanwhile, Dechenko, you're free to go. So I guess the last thing here, the UK's national grid has warned British households to prepare for blackouts between 4 p.m. and 7 p.m. on really, really cold weekdays in January and February. And guess who says this is a good thing? Well, there he is again, Bill Gates on the European energy crisis. It's good for the long run because people don't want to be dependent on Russian natural gas. So they'll move to these new approaches more rapidly, including carbon credits for bankers and the Green New Deal and Agenda 2030. Well, you'll have nothing and you'll be happy, according to Klaus Schwab, the Rothschild agent or offspring or whatever the heck that guy is. Our guest has been Ben Armstrong. You can find his great work at the newamerican.com. Anything else, Ben, any final words from you, brother?
1: Get right with God, because I can't guarantee how long America is going to be around and neither can anyone else. And they're pushing for nuclear war. They really are. They're poking and poking. They're trying to get Russia and America to go into a nuclear war. It's it's amazing that that's even happening. And so if you understand this is really a spiritual battle between good and evil, when you understand that, get right with God and you win no matter what. If you repent of your sins, confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, and he's the only way to heaven. And and the repentance is key. You got to repent and admit that you're a sinner, that you're wrong, and his ways are right, and that you confess he's the way to go to heaven. You do that and accept him as your personal savior. You can't lose. So there is a positive thing. You don't have to go through this thinking, woe is me. I'm not doing that. I'm watching the singing, holy cow. I feel bad for everybody else. Even if I die, it's like, well, I know where I'm going. That's where you want to be. You want to be confident. You want to be happy. You can have joy in the midst of all of this evil. But that's what it takes is a relationship with Jesus Christ and getting right with God and repenting of your sins. You do that. All this stuff doesn't even matter anymore. It matters because you have to live it, but you'll be on the side of God. And isn't that where you want to be? 100%.
0: I think that's a fantastic way to ring out this conversation. And uh, like I said, with that Bible verse, guys, if you are a lover of this world, you're not with me. You're not with Jesus Christ. And if you feel that angst in your belly and your gut because of these things, because you're not a lover of this world and you hunger for justice, just know, guys, that the game is not over. We need to stay in the game. We need to stay in the fight and uh in the end god wins our guest is ben ben armstrong the website the new ben thank you very much
1: thanks for having me sean i really appreciate it
0: pleasure is all mine friends thank you so much for tuning in as always a special thank you to our subscribed stars We keep losing subscribe stars and not really picking many up. But if you do want to support us, I'll leave the link below and I'll thank you in advance. And friends, for real news every day, you can also visit us at sgtreport.tv where you can watch these reports on your television. And for real news every day for free, you can check us out at sgtreport.com. That's the antidote to corporate propaganda and mockingbird mainstream media lies. May God bless you and yours. Bye-bye. What possible reason in the world could a place like the Vatican, which is a city-state, one of three, if you've forgotten, one of the three city-states that controls the world, but here's the thing, why in the world would a place like the Vatican, which has had Lord knows how much money all over the world forever, call it all home?